Hello, everybody. I'm at the beach, specifically just, well, probably about 10 yards from the Atlantic Ocean. Look out on a somewhat calm evening. It's probably about 10 to 12 mile an hour wind, or not, depending upon how you want to denote that. And uh, no real wave action, just, you know, you know, maybe one to two foot, no big deal. Um, at most, that's that's really being generous. So I'm out here, actually, not about the wave or the wind, but uh, uh, I found an idea that I'm going to be able to pursue here. Um, but I gotta, I'm gonna have to get going on it. But uh, tomorrow I'm gonna go go to the Miami Library, and uh, I'm gonna see. Well, first I want to see if they they. Uh, I might check to see if they have some job openings. <laughs> I don't think my libraries are a high priority, especially at Miami Beach, but more more for my general purposes, it's a good place to go right. Um, it's located just a couple blocks from uh, the, this uh, beach location. It's at 21st and Collins Avenue, or A1A Beachfront Avenue, <laughs> as we all know from the Ice Ice Baby song. Uh, by Vanilla Ice. So, anyways, I uh, I want to finish up this book, and I I pitched this thing for a long time and beat the shit out of it. And lots of things have changed in my life in the past as well. Like all of us, probably in the last three years. I mean, maybe some people have the same life they had three years ago. I don't, and I don't think the same way about things any more than I think maybe the majority of the people who listen to me do. Lots of things have uh, altered. We no longer live in the free country that we thought we lived in. We always had doubts, don't get me wrong. I knew this particularly from my own uh, situation. Hopefully you can hear me now. The wind's actually picking up a little bit. It's in my face, but that's good. I need a cool, fresh breeze. But uh, I always had a, a little bit of a doubt there as a... Uh, it's kind of due to the fact that I'd uh, been through the system. I knew what the legal system is, not the justice system, the legal system is. And I had had my experiences with it and knew that it wasn't quite what everybody thought it's cracked up to be. Many people like to pass judgment on a system they have very little understanding about, uh, at least personally. Now, once you've been through the system, you get a whole new... Uh, level of understanding of how malevolent the people that are in the system, who run the system, are, and how little they actually understand about the law, and how much they understand about what they want to do, which is carry out some agenda, usually profitable uh, to them, or certainly politically uh, 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 driven, you know, by their own hubris, and usually funded well by people who want to see them uh, get there. And there are many a judge that are like that, too. We don't know how many judges are corrupt. A great many are. They're corrupted by, you know, money, uh, threats, blackmail. Uh, but it's more like mail. So they're told to do a thing, and if they do those things, they'll get rewarded. If they don't do those things, things will happen that will cause their career to derail. This happens around the world, by the way. It's not just, you know... Uh, tied to the United States. The more and more you really think about it, the world is filled with corruption. Uh, this isn't 
a particularly new insight, by the way. It's just, it is. Uh, people talk about ethics and morals and principles, but that's always what uh, one of our favorite uh, well, commentators, he calls it happy talk. And that's what it is. It's a lot of happy talk. Because unless you have uh, consistency, no matter what your political persuasion is, and no matter what your bank account says, you know, but we know that isn't true. If your bank account is sitting at zero, which mine has been many times in the past uh, two years, I mean, when I say zero, I mean near zero, and sometimes negative zero, um, <clears throat> compared to someone who, for example, you know, look at, uh, look at President Trump. Uh, he may have a billion dollars. I'm sure that's not all in cash. <laughs> it's always working to make more money, that kind of thing. But nevertheless, you can only, you, and of course, people will cry about the fact that he's probably uh, fundraising off these legal troubles in order to protect himself. And Well, I mean, really, if you really start putting it together, I mean, he's facing, what, probably a thousand years in prison. So, I mean, if you think that, you think that you wouldn't fundraise off that if you're running for president, if you didn't go to prison, you'd probably do it, wouldn't you? I mean, maybe you, maybe we all say high-minded in principles, but nobody's twisting anybody's arm to do those things. You donate out of the goodness of your heart. You donate out of what you believe in. Not donating, you're not donating to get something in return. The thing that you want to get in return is obviously uh, someone uh, to fight and beat the system. The system that isn't very easy to fight or beat. Because many people a long, long time ago have given up on the idea of, of, uh, of uh, giving us those kind of outcomes. They rig the system. They enjoy rigging the system. And they can't win. They can't win straight up. If you realize this, that's the reason why they do that so much. They come out here, or they come. Once they achieve a certain level of power, then after that, if they, you know, and they're morally bankrupt, they're corrupt. They achieve that power through ill-gotten means, but the only way they can move to the quote next level, if you think of it like a video game, is to do whatever it takes to, to make other people's lives miserable. And they use whatever you know, whatever they need to in order to get that accomplished. And it's it's quite uh, quite telling. And we always have to say to ourselves, what can we do about it? So you can donate your time, your efforts, money, uh, no matter what. Um, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we're we're up against it. We're up against a, a force that this country has never faced before. And why? Because we've never faced such an internal, internal malevolence driven by a power structure that is not going to let us win. They're not going to play fair. They're not going to fight fair. They're going to play dirty. They're going to kick you in the kneecaps. They're going to keep on kicking you in the kneecaps. There is no fair. There are no rules in unrestricted warfare. No rules. Warfare without rules. They'll use the legal system. They'll use the financial system. They'll use food. They'll use their electricity. They'll use your internet. They'll use your family, your friends. They'll turn people against you. 
Uh, they don't want it. They want nothing but you to either submit or die. You know, the whole the expression, live free or, or die, that's us. You either live free or die. And we're fighting. I mean, it's been very difficult for me to, uh, I don't like to accept help. You know, I, uh, I have. And I did this time, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I had a, a similar circumstance back around the time my my mother's situation, a crisis, hit uh, rather hard. She uh, during her situation, my car broke down. I had a, a head gasket blow, and I was driving a whole a 1988 Olds 98 or 88, 88. It's a big box. It ton and it drove like a, a, a dog and it probably got 12 miles an hour. <laughs> it wasn't a good car, but it was all I had. Uh, well, I did. Uh, I did acquire my mom's car and all the, reason, all the way I could acquire her car was she, her sister was driving it, doing, it around, doing a paper route at uh, two. Wow, the winds really picked up out here. So anyways, I had a friend work on this car, and we got it kind of sort of worked out, but it wasn't it wasn't good enough to do the route anymore. And I uh, used the power of attorney to uh, retrieve my mom's car because it wasn't her payments, it was her, her payments and that cost. Moral of the story is they did what I had to do. I had a friend help me out. That's a sign. That's like right in your face. But uh, uh, it made for an interesting time frame to deal with this stuff. I'm trying to elevate my brain. Uh, a hard copy or a, a paperback copy 
it still runs. It'll probably run in the uh, $40 range. But I'll make it worth your while. Uh, you'll have a digital copy too. So uh, you can keep the digital. And if you decide you want a hard copy of it, it's uh, going to be a two volume series. It's going to take me a good month to do this because last month I have done nothing done. As you can tell, I've been worried about survival. I've been worried about where I'm going to sleep, where I'm going to eat. I'm going to get from point A to point B. Um, I've been getting I, all the, the last two nights. Of, I've got the most sleep that I had in the last three weeks. I was probably averaging about maybe two hours or three hours a night for the last three weeks, and it left me in a. Uh, and it's hard to keep your energy up when you're constantly moving around to, to find a location you can rest or, or relax in and, and get like tiny minutes an hour nap or something like that and then you know always worried about losing your stuff that's another thing too you know i know this is hard or difficult for people to understand but when people are homeless the stuff that they have those last belongings really matter to them they're the last little bits of their vestiges of their identity literally their identity in my case i mean like literally my identification uh degrees I don't really, I'm not trying to uh, make excuses, but, you know, it just just goes, just to show you that the, the people that carry around the possessions, those possessions mean something to other people, just like your possessions mean something to you. Pictures, you know, uh, clothing, uh, you know, trinkets, uh, actually useful instruments, can openers, lighters, you know, all that stuff is necessary. I know it seems almost inconceivable because... You should never be in that kind of a situation, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just illuminating to the things that I ran into, by the way. And I ran into I ran into a guy one night who was wearing a diaper. He was running around. He was looking. Uh, he was basically trying to decide what he could uh, what he could use me for. And then I moved. I literally grabbed my shit and moved to another location. And then he followed me over to that other location. This is in the middle of the night. This was at Purdue University. And this guy was, I would, I wouldn't say he was a, 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 the threat wasn't so much physical, albeit he was bigger than me. The problem was, is the mental, you don't know what his mental, his mental state is. And I think he was doing some kind of, he was probably doing some kind of drug at the time. And I know people think I, I don't have a drug problem. I've never had a drug problem. I've had an alcohol problem, <laughs> but that alcohol problem long subsided. I mean, I haven't, I haven't touched a drop of booze in, well, the last time I did was in 2020 during a, a adult baseball season. I, I had a couple of beers with the guys at the baseball park, and, you know, that's about the limit of my, uh, uh, and that was the last time. I just haven't had a necessity to, and I've been clear thinking the whole time about this whole situation, just like many of you guys are. I'm not, I guess the thing is, is we're living through the most epic time in human history. You have to conceive this, really, you have to think of it like this. This is the most epic time you are ever going to live in. Another time like this. This is it for us. As a country, as humanity, we're going to either have to, we're either going to have to survive this, or we're going to, uh, we're going to be 
many, so many that are supposed to be governors of states that have just sold us out. They probably already got their 30 coins, 30 uh, pieces of silver, by the way. about freedom and thinking about human beings and caring about us and maybe they weren't all for lockdown. Maybe you say, well, that's just the nuances of their positions. No, no. If they were really interested in keeping our freedom, they wouldn't be in this situation. They would, uh, they'd do their damnedest. They would be fighting back a little bit. They are. They're not helping. They're not fighting back. Certainly not the way we want them to be fighting back. They're supposed to be fighting back against all the tyranny. Instead, they're not. They're right along with it. And that's another, another part of this whole situation that we know about DC. It's the entire apparatus is against you. Every bit of Disappointing. It's very disappointing. So, you know, when you have that sort of thing, and you're trying to, uh, I, I trust the ordinary person. Know how many officials have shown that they're incapable of 
admitting that they're ever wrong about anything. And that even goes for Trump, too. He needs to admit he's wrong about the vaccine. He needs to tell, he needs to, he needs to come out and say, I was, I was led astray. I was told lots of things. And I, hey, if he wants to win, he needs to do stuff like that. He's going to have to go full, he, he doesn't have to, he can, he, he, he needs to just accept blame where, where blame is necessary. He can say, I, I thought by facilitating the idea of a cure or a way to fight this, I was doing the right thing. In reality, I was doing the absolute wrong thing, but I didn't know any better because I'm not a scientist. If you admit that you're flawed and can't do stuff, a certain thing, that helps. That's like me. I can't move mountains. I'm not saying my words are exponentially better than anyone else's. I mean, lots of people talk about these subjects right now. There's a some people will say there's a whole cottage industry built on this stuff now. Uh, I call it conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy. They're doing these things. To us. They are going forward with the CBDC. They are going forward with Fed now. These things are on the books. They're on. Yeah. 
it's plural, and it may not be just a he or a she, it's going to be a whole bunch of people, and we're all going to have to stand up. So I'm going to finish up this, this uh, tube, and I, I will write what chapter is going to be, what I think is, is to come. Uh, but yeah, I needed to focus, and I can't do that, you know, without some stability. privacy to do those things. It gives me an avenue where I'm not surrounded by people who I, I don't think appreciate what's going on or, you know, whatever. You know, it's very difficult when you're around uh, random strangers at night. You know, uh, we haven't talked at all. Not lately. So we're all on our own path. So, you know, uh, and I'm not going to break the ice because it's not up to me to do that, even though I kind of did. I thought the They have to come up and they want to entertain. And I'm not saying that people aren't trying to be social. A lot of people don't are necessarily out, uh, out for being social. They want to know what you're up to and how they can disrupt that. Or their, their, their curiosity is, is less about what uh, is uh, less about uh, you know, bonding with you, more about trying to undermine you in some respects. And maybe I'm a little bit paranoid lately because, of course, I've been always having to look over my shoulder in the middle of the night because I don't know what's going on around me. You never know. I had someone try to sneak up on me and I told you about the guy with the diaper. And I had somebody try when I was laying down. I turned my head and next thing you know, there was a guy hovering over me and I was like, okay, what the hell is this guy doing? He jumped back real quick when he saw me wake up. He ran away, basically. He was joining his friends and buddies. He never failed. Never fails. You know, we really have a very, we have a very cookie society that people don't know how to mind their own business. And they don't know how to stay out of other people's business. They don't know how to approach a person in a non confrontational manner where they won't put them on edge. But uh, that goes without saying, we have many people who don't seem to know how to do that. Um, so I'm going to leave it there for now. God bless the United States of America. God save the